You are listening to Freedom Church STL. If you would like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit freedomchurchstl.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy this message. Father God, I thank you so much. I thank you so much for your word. I thank you that it is alive, that it is active, that it is sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able to divide me to my very core. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your presence in this place. Father, not just now, we don't invite you in, we recognize that you are here. And because of that, we know that as we dig into your word, you're going to enlighten it to our lives. It's, it's going to change us, it's going to renew us, it's going to restore us, it's going to convict us unto life. Father, I just pray that our ears are open and our hearts are receptive to hear it. Father, let us be changed and matured for your sake, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. How many of you have been with us for the last handful of weeks? We've been dealing with finances. How many of you stayed around for them? Huh? How many of you started looking for new churches? Raise your hand. I just want to check. Okay, we have one back there. Sandy, lock the doors. Sandy cannot leave. Cannot have her leave. Did that help anybody? Did that, uh, no, I mean, be honest with me because we'll do it again. Huh? Did that help anybody? It was good. We answered some, some tough questions. We talked about some things that I think that we all needed to, to, to talk about and to hear and to kind of be restored about. Ryan did such a great job bringing some practical stuff. And then it was fun answering those questions uh, that everybody sent in. It was just a good, good time. But, but this week, I don't really want to jump into kind of a new series. This week is, and I'm just going to be honest with you, it's just a check-in message. This is a check-in message, and what do I mean by that? I want to check in to see how we're doing. I want to see if we're struggling. I want to see if we're still moving forward in the things that we said we were moving forward in, and then also deal with something that I think can be a stumbling block for us if we're not careful. I want to deal with this word today that I, that I think the majority of us have heard before. How many have ever heard the word restoration? God restores me. Come on, raise your hand if you've ever heard that. Come on, I'll wait, because you've heard that. Come on, I know that. There you go. We've all heard this word, restore. God restores me, right? The only problem is, is when we think about that word or when we hear that word, the majority of us are filtering that, that word through different things. And that word, if we're not careful can kind of get in the way of us moving forward into the things of God. Now, all of 2020, all of 2020 as a church, we were very, very intentional. In fact, that was one of the key words for 2020, being intentional, right? Being purposeful. Purposeful to do what? Changing things that God has called us to change. Stepping into patterns that God's called us to step into. And so what I want to do today is to check in to see if we're still on that road. Are we still on the road of taking on and moving into the patterns that God had called us? And if we are, okay, are we, are we running freely or have we gotten tripped up by some things? Is that okay? Okay. It's good to check in every once in a while and make sure. I don't ever want to just assume that we're doing fine. Colossians chapter 1, where did I say to start in? a great place to start. It says this, for he 
has rescued us, and I want you to underline that word, rescued us, and in some translations, I even like it better, because it says he is, he is restoring us back. He is restoring us or rescuing us from the dominion of darkness, and he's bringing us, or he has brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption through the forgiveness and, the, and also the forgiveness of our sins. What I want to deal with the fact is, is that we believe that God has restored us. We know, and how many of you know this, that God, through his love and through his mercy and through his grace, has taken you and redeemed you back or brought you back into the very thing that you were created to being when you choose and say, I'm going to serve him. Right? How many of you know that? That shouldn't be new. This is yes in America. This is no. I can't see you. All right? And so we know that God has restored us. He has redeemed us. He has brought us back to a place. He has brought us back into a standing that he desired us to be from the very, very beginning. And we understand that. We, we know that. But the problem is, is when we hear the word restoration, we think about it in different ways. Because when I say restore and you say restore, like, like Zach, can I just pick on you for a second? Aren't you restoring a car right now? Huh? Right, not, you're not putting in, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it, I'm not saying that it's a, it's a waste of time or anything like that, but you're, you're investing money in that, right? Right, your, your wife has said it's okay. Do, right, that's right, right? You guys are on the same page on that, right? But Zach is, is restoring a car, right? And so Zach, just out loud, what does that mean to you when I say, when we talk about restoring that car, what does that mean to you? Returning it back to how it was when it was made. How many of you through the last year, that's good, thanks man. How many of you through the last year looked at things in your house and you were like, we can restore that, we can do that, we could paint that thing, right? How many of you have painted something in your house in the last year? How many of you have taken something that used to be broken down and you're like, now is the time to restore that thing, right? And to get it right. We need to paint this. We need to do this. We need to spackle this and chisel this. And I don't even know what those words mean, right? But in our house, apparently, in 2020, we all of a sudden became like handyman. And I had to look at Sonia, I'm like, you do know who you married, right? I don't know any of this stuff. And she's like, that's all right. We'll just paint everything, right? Just paint it all. Just paint everything. I'm like, okay, we'll do that. That'll restore it back. But see, here's the thing. When we think about restore, we think about taking something back to its glory days, right? We think about taking it back and making it useful again. Did the actual item change that we're restoring? Did the actual item that we're restoring change, meaning it went from one thing and now it's a totally different thing? Just because you made it shiny and new again, did it change? So when we think about the word restore, all we kind of have a concept of is taking something that is broken down and making it shiny again, but yet it's still the same thing. Are you following me on this? Okay, and so all of a sudden now, 
When we read in the Bible about where He wants to restore us and He's doing this thing in us, all of a sudden, we have that filter in our head of, of God wants to take that which was broke down. He found me. I know. He found me broke down, but now He's made me shiny and new. He, is, he has made me better, but yet I still haven't changed. I'm still Chris. I'm still me. He's just made me a better version of me. Are you following me on this? And here's where we get into a problem with that. Because I, I want you to see this. Go, go with me real quick. Because this is going to deal with how we actually step into the patterns of God and, and the things that He wants us to do. All right? I, I want you to go to 2 Corinthians. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 starting in verse 16 through 19, and we'll just read, it says this, so from now on, regard no one from worldly point of view, though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do no longer, right, because we're matured up. Therefore, if anyone, if anyone is in Christ, how many of you are in Christ? Raise your, he can see through the rain and through ceilings, all right? If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has what? I'll wait. The new creation has Come and the what has what? What is left? The old is now gone and the new is here. All of this is from God who reconciled or restored us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. And I don't want to dig further into that because then I start talking about our ministry of reconciliation and then I want to spend all day talking about that. But we see this. How many of you have read this passage before? Oh, the old is gone and the new is here, right? And so we're like, yes, that's what he did. He took that which is old, right? He took that which is old, and he's just made it new. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Crew, can I borrow you? If you, haven't know, if you don't know, I'm going to use him. Uh, this is my oldest. He's back. My heart is full. I'm so happy. All of my boys are under the, the same roof. It was so great last night. He was telling stories. Kai was flexing and Elijah was just running around singing and laughing. The house is how it's supposed to be. And Sonia was I, I, making messes. And so it was perfect. It was perfect. It was all good. But I want to show you something. Crew, come down here. I want to just put this in perspective to us, okay? We... When we think about the word restoring, we see ourselves and we can only see ourselves through our timeline. Does that make sense? Meaning like we don't know ourselves prior to what we know. I know this is like Captain Obvious, but hang with me. We only know what we know about ourselves, right? And we only know ourselves through the lens of ourselves, right? We know our good days and we know our bad days. And so when we hear the word restoration, what we think is God came in and took out the old, everything. When God came in and found my son crew, he took off all of the rust and all of the other stuff, right? And he said, I'm going to make you new again. And now you are shiny and repainted and you're back to, you are crew now. And now I can, I can use you because I, I've taken away the old and now you are restored back. Follow me on this? But here's the problem with that. We only, we only can view ourselves through the lens of our past life. So here's what happens. When I start thinking about how God's restored me, 
than what I think is me on my best day. But now, I'm not me on my best day. I'm me with Jesus on my best day. You follow me on this? So, so now, because I can only see myself and I only know myself through my lens, because, follow me on this, prior to Christ, you have nothing you did was redeemed. Nothing you did led to life. Nothing you did that wasn't self-motivated or self-centered. Nothing. But so what we do is we go, yep, God found me. He stripped off the rust and he restored me. So he took the image I have of my best day, but now it's just Jesus and me on my best day. And that's what he wants to take forward. The old is gone. All the rust is gone. And now it's just me and Jesus on my best day. You follow me so far? Here's the problem with that. Here's the problem with that. On our best day before Christ, we were operating in patterns. Come over here. We were operating in patterns that were patterns of death. You follow me on this? We were operating in patterns that did not lead to life. And so if we have a filter in us that we think God is now just coming and shaping off and shaving off all the rust, and now we're just that best version of ourselves, but now we're with Jesus, then what we will think is, I'll just do these patterns that I used to do, but the thing that's changed now is that I've got Jesus. So all of those old patterns that I used to walk in, it's okay, because now I'm not walking by myself, I'm walking with Jesus. So he's gonna make all of those old patterns that I used to walk in, oh, he's gonna make them better, and this time I win. Are you following me on this so far? Shake your head if you, are you following me on this? Here's the problem with that. You can sit down. Here's the problem with that. Jesus did not come to restore you and just shave off the dirty parts of you and take the best version that you see of yourself and the best versions you see of yourself in those patterns and just get involved in those patterns and go, don't worry, man, I'm with you now. You don't have to change anything. If you just do those things now, this time I'll sprinkle my magic heaven dust on you and those things will turn out better this time. We kind of have that mentality but I'm restored. The old things are gone. The new is here. I'll just, I'm running with Jesus now. He's restored me. He's made me better. And so now I don't have to change. All I have to do is continue to do what I've been doing and he will make it right. It's like I just put a giant rabbit's foot in my pocket and his name is Jesus. Boy, I was unlucky before. Those patterns didn't work, but now he found me and he restored me and I'm the best version of me, and now I've got my lucky rabbit's foot, and I'll just rub on Jesus' head, and he'll make everything happen, and I'll win. That's kind of our mentality when we see our view of what restoration means through our eyes. I just take that which is broken down. I don't change what it is. I just make it shiny, and that's what we think it is. But here's the problem. Crew, come here one more time. Here's the problem. Eric, come here just for a second. Eric, just stand right there. I agree you stand right here. 
Jesus did not come to just shave off the rust off of your life and to take the best version of you and to walk with you while you do the same thing. And then this time, he goes, I'll make it better. You can, do, you can treat your wife the same way, but this time, I'll make her love you for it, right? I know that you were terrible in your finances and, and you didn't trust me with it, but you know what? Keep doing that. This time, I'll just bless you with everything. Oh, you know that, that pattern that led to death that you were walking in? Don't worry about it. I got you. I'm here. I shaved off all that stuff. I'll make it better. The problem is, is this is all we know. If we think this is what he's come to do, then there's going to be a struggle when crew tries to walk out these patterns that God's called him to or walk in the things of God. He's going to be struggling because he's going to try to find God in the patterns of himself. See, hear me on this. God didn't say that the old is now just cleaned up. He said the old is gone and the new has come. Meaning I, think about this, prior to Christ, I have never experienced in my entire life the life that God wants for me. Did you hear what I just said? I can't attach any pattern of my old ways to what He has for me. I have never, before giving my life to Christ, everything prior to that led to death. Everything. So if that's the case, he didn't come to just clean those up and to make those work for me. He's saying, you haven't even experienced the life that I've called you to. You haven't even experienced, you don't have even a frame of reference to, to, to see me in this. In fact, I've, I want to dismiss that which is old and I'm going back here to a life. I'm going to restore you back to something you've never experienced. But because of that, the only way for you to walk with me in this is to actually get off those old patterns and walk a new way. You gotta stay with me on this. You can't just stay on those same patterns and expect me to bless that. You've never walked this road before. I'm not asking you to just walk the same road you've been walking. I'm asking you to walk a new road. I'm asking you to walk a road that you've never been down. That's why you're going to have to cling to me. Are you following me on this? Now, let's explain this real quick. I want you to see this. Are you still with me? Come on, this is a fair check-in, isn't it? Thank you, Zach. I want you to go to Matthew. Go to Matthew chapter 9, verse 16 and 17. It says this, Jesus is being confronted by the teachers of the law because his guys aren't fasting the way other guys are fasting. And Jesus is going to address them about that. He's going to say, listen, why would they fast in the same patterns of the old way when the bridegroom's here? I'm here. They don't need to fast. And then Jesus begins to tell these parables that go outside of this idea and kind of steps into this. He says this, no one sews a, pass, a, a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment for that patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. 17, neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst. The wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. Why does Jesus use this parable? He's saying, listen, I didn't come. I didn't come to just give you new wine to put it back into your old wineskin. 
I didn't just come to, 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 give you, to give you some new stuff that you can put back in the old thing. That old thing it can't handle what I'm asking you to do. Uh, the, the patterns that I'm calling you to, they can, you can't do those things. You can't, you can't walk in those things in the same way you walked in your life. You can't be the husband that I've called you to be if you stay in those old patterns. I won't be found there. I love what, and you don't have to turn there, but in Luke, and we always use this passage in Easter. And I love what the angel said to those that came to the tomb. We know the empty tomb. I don't want to give it away if you haven't read that far. When they came and the tomb was empty and the angels were there and they were, and the people were like, what's going on? And the angels looked to him. And this is in Luke chapter 24, verse 5. It says this, why do you look for the living amongst the dead? Well, guys, I would say the same thing that he says, the same thing about that when it comes to our patterns. Why are you looking for Jesus to be in the patterns of death? Why are you looking for the living amongst the pattern of the dead? Did you hear what I just said? Okay, let, let me just say something. You will never find Jesus in your old dead patterns. The only time you will find him there is when he came there to save you from them. Did you hear what I just said? Jesus is not found in the things of the dead. He is not found in the patterns of the dead. Yet because we have a messed up filter of what restoration is, we think that he's made all things new, and now I can just continue in the patterns of the dead, and he will be there with me. He will not. And you as a child of God will struggle because you will wonder, why aren't you here with me? And I am telling you, just like those angels said, why are you looking for the living amongst the dead? Do you hear what I just said? Those patterns are dead. Jesus has nothing to do with them. Those patterns that you used to walk in, they are not of His. He didn't come to redeem those patterns. He didn't come to make those patterns play out for your behalf now. He came to give you something that you've never experienced. And that's why He says you are going to have to deny self, win, daily, because what's going to happen is this. You are going to want to mentally just think, oh, I'm just going to continue to do what I did, but I'm trying to follow God as if that's going to work. No, he's saying deny yourself. Deny yourself. Yourself even on your best day. I didn't come to just shine you up. I came to bring something new that you've never experienced. And the only way for you to step into that is to deny yourself and cling to that which is me, the cross, and cling to me walk in these new patterns of life and redemption that reveal me to others. I believe that the church is confused and struggling, not because they don't want to walk forward with God. I genuinely believe there. I believe that genuinely this house, the people that, that are showing up, that are watching down this lens, that are listening later, man, you want to move forward with God, but it's just possible that the whole thing of restoration is kind of messed up in you. I can just continue down this road. 
I could just continue with these ideas. I could just continue with these thoughts. I could just continue, and he'll just make it work out for me. No. No, he said the old is gone. It's not just cleaned up. It's not just shiny. I didn't just repaint it. It is gone. Behold, all things are new. If you're a husband here and you're struggling in your marriage to honor your wife, I promise you, you no matter how much you pray, no matter how much you cry out to God, if you stay in those old patterns of death, you will still have the same relationship with your bride as you do today. And eventually you will point your finger at God and go, you let me down. That's what's going to happen. When a child of God stays in patterns of death and, gets, and, and does not see God doing something in him, we will point our finger back at him and go, how dare you, you let me down. And he wants to look back and says, I was never in that. I had a new pattern for you. You just didn't deny yourself and cling to me and follow me. You wanted to me to redeem that which you had been doing and make it change and end up better for you. It doesn't work. When it comes to your finances, you want to keep staying in those same patterns and, and you think, okay, I'll just stay in those same patterns of finances. I won't operate in lordship. I won't see the spiritual attack that's on me. I won't do that. I'm just going to keep going. But I know I'm the apple of his eye and he'll bless me. He won't be found there. Why are you seeking the living amongst the dead? Those are patterns of death. If you're still in addiction, if you've got something that you keep going back to, you keep going back to, you keep going back to, you will find Jesus, but he isn't there to redeem that pattern. He's there to get you out. Let him get you out and move to the new pattern. He is not going to just redeem a cycle that you're in that's leading you to death. What a, what a sadistic God that would be. Man, he's called you out of that. But how do I walk in that? Deny yourself. Cling to the cross. Follow him. Well, I'm trying to. No, no, no. You know you're not. You, you're, you're trying to ask him to follow you in the same patterns you've been going and saying, make him right. Make him good. Make them work out for me this time. Make her love me even though I won't change. Make, her, make, make my finances work out even though I won't submit to you. Make all of these things work out even though I have no lordship in there. I'm sorry, he will not be found amongst the dead. He won't. He won't. And you will spend the next 20 years in church trying to find him amongst the dead. And eventually what will happen is you will shake your bony finger at heaven and say, how dare you, you let me down. And he will look at you and say, I... You never trusted me. You never trusted me. I'm begging you today. I'm begging you today to not change your heart of wanting to move forward with God. It's a beautiful thing. What I'm asking you today is simply this, to make sure that you are not trying to follow after the same old thing and just expecting Him to magically sprinkle heaven dust and make it all right. I'm asking you to repent. Deny yourself. Cling to Him. You cannot rely on your old ideas or old understanding. These guys that He picked up along the way, He was like, man, i got to call you away from that which you know because there's a new thing. 
I'm going to take you in places that you ain't been yet. You're not going to be able to rely on your own understanding. In fact, my, my, my word is actually going to tell you, don't rely and lean on your own understanding. Why? Because it's going to fail you. i got a new thing that I'm doing in you, but I need you to trust me in this. Cling to me. I've got a better way. I've got a better way. I've got a better way. I'm telling you right now, if you're still in those patterns, he will, in his goodness and mercy, find you in those patterns and redeem you and restore you back to that which you were created for. But he won't stay there. Did you hear what I just said? He didn't come to stay there with you who came to call you and save you out of it. Let's pray. Man, I hope you're hearing me today. I hope we're honest with ourselves. Father, I just pray right now as we're just kind of checking in and allowing the Word to work on us, allowing the Word to kind of make sure we're still headed in the direction that our mouths say we are. Father, I just pray that there be a spirit of repentance on us as a church if we are trying to manipulate you into fitting our plans and our purposes. Father, forgive us. Father, you've called us and redeemed us and you have said the old is past and I have to be honest, I don't even know, I don't even know what the new looks like because I've never walked in it. But today I'm choosing to walk in it with you. I'm choosing to trust you. I'm choosing to lay down patterns of death and trust you. Father, be honored. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Well, stand to your feet. Come on now. I know, listen, I'm not, I'm not, not every message is a rah-rah message. Not every message is a message where we run around buildings and we jump up and down. Sometimes it's a message that we just have to go, where are we at? Let's let the word work on us. Let's check where we're at, right? Huh? Okay. Guys, I, I want you to have a great rest of your week. Would you please, before you go, would you love on somebody? Would you love on somebody? Would you tell them you're just so glad you got to worship with them today? Have a great rest of your Sunday, guys. Have a great rest of your Sunday. Love you guys. Thanks for joining. If you would like prayer, you can text Freedom Prayer to 94000 and send us your prayer request. And don't forget to find us on social media at Freedom Church STL. You can also find more info on our website at freedomchurchstl.com.